Joy, are you feeling hungry? I'm... Look, I've been sick for over two weeks now. I have been, like, coughing to the point that I want to throw up when I cough, or actually do. I've been very sick. I've just been looking at some of the best animated food I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm hungry. I could go for some food. You're ravenous for food and for anime. Hello, everyone. And wait, why am I hosting? You're the host. Take over. Okay, no, I wanted to ask you to... Okay, well... I guess it I makes could, sense. I could host if you want. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Well, just, well, just the first few. I don't know. Yeah. Alternating works. Okay. So, hello everyone, in. and welcome to Oops All Anime Gaiden. Is the side story you you thought you thought you knew the main plot, but there were side details that fleshed out character backgrounds that you didn't know. I'm Six Deathmark. All I've ever wanted to be is a character. I'm Joy Zircon. Joy. We're here to talk about anime, but we're here to talk about the kind of anime that wouldn't make it onto Upsal Anime because those people are a bunch of cowards who can't handle it. Yeah, well, they had they had four episodes of Fate, and they were like, oh no, this is terrible, we should never watch this again, Bill Clinton is the one good thing about the show. And when Bill Clinton is the best thing in your anime, I mean, look, maybe you shouldn't watch the anime, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that my girlfriend and I have watched all of Fate Zero. I'm just saying that I've got Fate Stay Night installed right now. I'm just saying that I love Fate, and I can't stop myself, and you picked out an anime for us to start Oops All Anime Gaiden with, and I said, yeah, but what if it was Fate instead? And you agreed. You did. You did. And you know what I said? I've known some podcasters with taste, and they're all cowards. Let's talk about today's menu oh my God. for the Emia family. Literally, I was talking to M, our, our friend M underscore Bing, and it was less than a week ago, and I said something, and they said, look, I know you have terrible tastes, and I couldn't say anything back to it other than, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> so, what is this? How did... how? How did this happen? How did this anime come about? Okay, I actually don't know the history of how on earth somebody greenlit, not just not just at some studio, but UFO Table, who I think of as like a very high quality action studio, somebody there greenlit um, a, a season of, although it looks like the season is four episodes, but a season of an anime where it's Fate's Day Night, except for there's no conflict. There's no combat, there's no magic, there's no maguses, there's no bloodlines. There's just home cooking and love. But here's the thing, like, I I would understand an AU where it's like, oh, and, like, Saber is just his friend, and, like, oh, look, there's Lancer, that's just the weird name of this guy who runs the fish store. But, like, we watched the first three episodes, Yeah. and in those episodes, especially in episode two, it becomes clear that this, there there is magic yeah like lancer talks about being a servant yeah he talks about lancer having been hits, summoned lancer hits shiro way too hard for him to be a normal person although shiro's a wimp so maybe not maybe a normal so, person could hit shiro like that so what happened like so did they like they summoned all the servants and then like fucking monokuma from danganronpa showed up and was like hey everybody <laughs> sorry the holy grail was canceled you guys can just hang out i get that reference i've been playing danganronpa one and it's so fun i love it i just got past the first trial and it's great anyways this isn't the this isn't the podcast where we talk about danganronpa that's a different Yet. podcast you're on <laughs> I mean, there's a Danganronpa anime. Maybe we'll get there. Oh, goodness. I've been told things about that anime by our friend, Jen. 
Maybe we'll get uh, there. It, when yeah, I maybe get, we'll get when there. I when I finish the first two Danganronpa games, which I already own. So okay, the premise of this is 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 seemingly confusingly that the servants were summoned, but they're not here to fight, and they just want to hang out. They're just and, an Issei. Also, notably, um, I don't know how familiar you are with Fate Stay Night, but Ilya is in the show, but her servant, Berserker, Hercules, is not in the show. And maybe that's, that's understandable. Maybe Hercules can't fit inside the Emiya household, and so maybe we just aren't talking about him. Maybe he will come up, because, okay, so we talked about there only being four episodes, right? Yeah. Apparently, this is a monthly show, and it's oh. April. It's the fourth month, so because they oh. start in January. Okay. So maybe they're not done. Maybe we will get to Berserker. Oh maybe God. Berserker is killing. Berserker. Maybe he's like a Big Mac fiend. <laughs> maybe oh. that's why he's not in the show. Oh, he just has no. bad taste. He just goes to McDaniel. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's a different anime. McDaniel's is not this anime. I don't know what the McDonald's knockoff is for fate. Well, whatever it is, I don't know that we'll see it, because this show is all about exquisite gourmet home cooking. Things I can't cook. Look, that's the thing. That's what I realized. The first episode, I was like, oh, I can't deep fry things. And then I watched the second episode. I was like, oh, maybe I could make this. And then I got to episode three. I was like, I cannot make this. I can't even (laughs) think about making this. That's the really weird thing, is it's like the... We'll talk about other elements, but like the cooking element of this show is like... It's clearly not, the the food isn't just window dressing. They're giving really good, really detailed instructions as to how to make this food in a way that caught me off guard. I didn't expect them to go that in depth and talk about like, oh, like in this point you towel it dry and blah, blah, blah. They really go for it. Um, And the first dish they do, like, I could probably do it. I cook a lot. I have a, a some skill. That looks fucking hard. Yeah. The second one, uh, so the first, the first episode's dish is, uh, Toshiko Sushi, uh, who? Wow, I fucked that up. Toshikoshi Soba, which I guess is a type of like New Year's soba. Yeah. Um, it seems like it. And it, yeah, like it was one of those, one of those recipes, like I was sitting there watching it just like, I mean, partially I don't have as much experience cooking, Asian cooking, but also just like, well, this really looks like a lot. This really seems pretty hard. Yeah. You know, I uh, think that, I think, I recently, I, within the last six days, listened to every single Loopsall anime that I wasn't on, because, mm-hmm. oh, and I didn't listen to the Lupin ones for reasons. Reasons. Um, But I listened to every other episode but the Lupin ones and the one, two that I was on. Um, And so, usually, it seems like we talk about episode one, episode two, episode three, and then the show as a whole. So, mm-hmm. I, I've i got notes for episode one, two, and three separately. I mean, if you want to tackle it episode by, like, I feel like most of my thoughts Should are just not? sort of about the show as okay. a whole, because I feel like it sort of all blends together, you know? Yeah, maybe it is better viewed as a whole. Um, I I just want to say one thing about the first episode specifically, because the second episode, the second episode, the shopping was like at a market stall. And mm-hmm. I only occasionally get up to Seattle and Pike Place Market there, where I do, where we buy fish, just like in this episode. Um, but in the first episode, it, the direction of the shots in the grocery store were so good. Like, it didn't feel like, oh, you know, when I go to Safeway or Costco, 
it specifically felt like when I go to Trader Joe's, which is the only show store mm-hmm. where I buy food that actually feels like a grocery store instead of a massive, like, sprawling place that contains too much food. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed that the direction of the, like, four shots inside of the grocery store made it feel like your neighborhood grocery store that's, like, yeah, reasonably really... sized. There's a really interesting – they do interesting things with scale in the show because everything just feels like – like yeah, they make everything feel like this small town community thing in a way that's kind of neat. Which is a big thing about the setting in Fate Stay Night compared to Fate Zero. Actually, like, it carries over the sense of scale that's so different between FSN and F-Zero Be- – er, Fate Zero. I love F Zero. Man, hell yeah. <laughs> I've never Captain played it. Falcon. But I love Captain Falcon. Um so because Fate Zero is set in a city and Fate Stay Night is very much set in the small village of Issei. And like I still remember from playing the game six years ago, I remember like the visual novel shots of Issei that made it feel so much like a small village. And the show actually manages to capture that, which is fascinating because this show doesn't need to do that much. This show no. is 12 minutes an episode, and that includes the opening and ending. And it does a lot more than I expected from a 12-minute anime. Um, I've never watched, like, any of the 2- to 4-minute or 12-minute anime shows. I've always stuck to shows that are 26 minutes an episode. Hmm. And so... Or 23 minutes an episode. And so this was a different experience because I was watching something that I had much lower expectations of. Also, it's a fate thing, and fate things really suffer in the quality department. I love fate, but fate sucks. And this was high quality and had... Well, well hmm. maybe not. I don't know. I don't watch as much anime as you, so maybe it wasn't high quality, but it felt high quality for what I expected. The production value was fantastic. Like, the art and, as you say, like, the the way they, like, directed the shots and stuff all looked really good. And I thought the food looked really good and the the direction for cooking was surprisingly good. Uh, here are my uh, beefs. Does it have to do with the with... characters and characterization? It has to do with... It's such a weird thing. Um, stuff takes too long. And not in, like, the DBZ way, but, like, every shot they linger a little bit too long and make everything kind of awkward in a weird way. You have these interactions where two characters talk and they say, like, they say one thing to each other. And the camera just hangs there. And then it cuts away. And they do that over and over. And it's really strange. So, as you noticed when we watched Fate Zero... The dialogue there was, like, awful. It was horribly mm-hmm. clunky and archaic and arcane in bizarre ways. And the yeah. dialogue here is normal. Mm-hmm. And it almost yeah. feels like that lingering and awkwardness is stepping in to make it feel a little closer to the fate that you know. I'm not saying that was intentional. I'm not saying that they were like, ah, well, we wrote this, like, reasonable fucking interactions. And so we have to do something to make it feel like fate. I'm just saying it might have ended up happening like that anyways. Huh, just giving a little bit of that. I don't know, but it feels like this show's goal primarily is to sort of give you, like, the warm fuzzies, you know? Like, teach you a yeah. little bit about cooking and give you the warm fuzzies. And having this interaction where, like, where, like uh, Tosaka and... Uh, oh, my God, the one between Tosaka Sakura. and Sakura is Like, that's one of the, so that's one of the worst yeah. examples where it's, it's the like worst they... One. 
they exchange lines and then like the camera just hangs there and they're just looking at each other and they're not looking at each other meaningfully. The art is even like simplified. So yeah, they're just kind of like pseudo chibi. Yeah. It's, and it just hangs there. That, that and one I don't is understand. the one that stuck out at me the most. But they did that. They do that a lot. Uh, mostly with character interactions, not with like the cooking. And yeah. it's just like, I don't understand what you're doing. Maybe it was literally to fill time. Maybe because these minutes, these hmm. shows are exactly 12 minutes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So maybe you get a couple seconds of hand, hang time in each one of those. God damn it. <laughs> God no, leave it in. That's good content. That's no, good I'll content. leave Everybody it in. I just whistle. muted it now because it's not going <laughs> to. Good God. Um, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, my real guess is that maybe it's to hit that 12-minute mark huh. um, because those shots hang without much happening. Whenever the food is on screen, things are constantly happening. Like, every mm-hmm. frame is animated. But these are the times where we just hang there with a frame the same as it was for just half a second. And so maybe it was to fill out time. I don't have the answers here. But I do hmm. have a guess as to maybe that was that part of like how they just stretched guess. things out. Because if it weren't for those moments, the show would be almost perfectly paced for what it is. Mm-hmm. And that just jars the pacing just in little hits because the cooking is like a stretch of like from the start to the end of the recipe. And then before the food is presented, there's some character interaction mm-hmm. and everything except for when the food is being cooked has just little moments of too long, just little bits of awkwardness. And then the time that the food is prepped is a single, like, it's going through the recipe at a pace that is, like, reasonable for presenting a recipe, not for somebody to follow it, of course, in real time, yeah. but maybe for somebody to watch 10 seconds at a time and follow the steps. Like, I honestly would like to try the second recipe, which was the most reasonable one, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's, that's... I intend to do it with the episode up on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that second recipe, which was, like, salmon, mushroom, and butter, basically, um, baked in foil. I Like, I watched that recipe, and I was like, I mean, I hate mushrooms, um, which I do too. some some would say is a personal failing of mine. I don't know about that. But, um, so it's like, I don't know about the mushrooms. I wonder if I could, like, substitute something else. I'd have to look into it. Yeah, but maybe like, zucchini. That was, that was my thought, was maybe oh, that's zucchini. That's a good thought. Yeah. Um, but, like, that recipe seemed really doable, and also, like, it seemed like it would turn out pretty well. Just a smart, simple recipe, you know? Yeah, like, the recipe, that recipe is reasonable. Um, the pacing of the show isn't. Um. The third recipe, so, like, second recipe, doable, interesting. First recipe, kind of hard. Yeah, kind of like, hard. May, maybe doable, sort of like a like a real, like, if you really want to make a day of it and go all out, yeah. you could probably do that and, and have fucked it up a little bit, but it'll probably still be good. Yeah, like, you have the, to prepare the broth beforehand and then put it to cool, and you have to, like, clean the foam off the broth. Like, it is involved, mm-hmm. even in yeah. before you make the food. The third recipe was the ridiculous. The third recipe was so much. I couldn't believe it. It looks like a cake. It looks like a fucking cake, but it's more involved than baking a cake. Significantly more involved than baking a cake. So what we're talking about in this instance is uh, they called it spring chirashi zushi, which I'm not familiar with, but I just... It's like this, like, mix of, like, 
Yeah, like I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's it was sushi such a rice complicated and vegetables recipe. and salmon, and it's all presented in like a cake thing. Um, yeah, like a layer cake. Yeah. It's like, oh, and also I really liked in the third episode that Sakura and Rin, Rin, each like had their little touches that they added to the preparation because the yeah, third episode. Nice. The first episode is a dinner for before the new year, and there's a like a cultural meaning to what meal they're having and when. And the third one is like a holiday that they're all throwing a surprise party for Ilya because it's Girls' Day. What was it, March third? Girls' Day. Yeah, I think so. Um, and also I think they said it was called Doll Day, which was. They had dolls, so it's not quite as odd, but I just, calling it Girls' Day and Doll Day makes me make the leap of, oh, the girls are the dolls, and uh, fate is weird sometimes, and so that, <laughs> like, was, felt worryingly close to the weird fate. Um, weirdly, weirdly close to what fate actually thinks. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was a little too <laughs> real, um, but, like, Ilya gets done up. And then the meal is presented, and then it's a flashback to how the meal was made. Um, and uh, Sakura helps with the presentation of the meal, and Rin just like offhandedly made these other things that look sort of like the dolls, and it's never addressed what they are. It's just like, oh, that was how she helped. Um, but it was nice to see other people get in the kitchen, not just Shiro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like the base of those dolls was like rolled egg, like rolled yeah, uh, with scrambled like, egg with like like I don't know hard boiled eggs did some at the stuff. top for the heads. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I feel like the second episode is my favorite because yeah. the recipe is the most approachable, and also it feels like a context in which I could kind of see myself. It's like, oh, okay, I want to make a quick, easy, tasty meal for some friends. Like, okay, I can understand that. And one friend maybe invited himself to dinner. Sure. But, like, sure. you don't mind that he's coming over. It's just he's not a friend you'd had over to dinner before. Like, the second one isn't a cultural context. It's a very personal context. And the second episode was my favorite. Not just because mm -hmm. of the approachable meal, like you said, but because it's a very real context. Um, I, I do want to talk um, as a whole about like, the emotional delivery of all of these episodes, but specifically mm -hmm. the second one. Like, it's the friend who invites himself to dinner, um, but, like, he brought he brought drinks. I was going to say beer, but he brought sake because it's Japan. And beer. And beer. Oh, was there beer? Okay. Yeah. He, um, brought, he brought a variety pack, basically. Yeah. He, he brought some stuff to drink, and he's like, all right, we're getting a drink till morning. And I'm usually that friend. I'm usually the friend. Who, like, invites herself over and then is like, yeah, let's drink till morning. Everybody's like, we have work. And I'm like, do you have work tomorrow? And they're like, no, but we have jobs now. We're not teenagers anymore. We didn't get somebody to buy this alcohol. We bought it ourselves. And I'm like, yeah, so we can drink till morning tonight. And then tomorrow we can recover for work. And usually my friends go, oh, well, okay, I guess that's not unreasonable. And I usually end up getting to have the Lancer position of just like, yeah, I sort of railroaded this whole social situation, but everybody has fun, and so nobody gets mad. And hmm. Lancer, like, inviting himself to dinner probably made Shiro 
make more of a meal, he probably, I felt like, was just going to, like, grill some salmon and have some veggies. And well, I mean, when he, he buys made the an salmon. actual meal. When he buys the salmon, he's like, "Ah, I have an I, I have a recipe in mind for this." Oh, okay. so I think he knew. I think he okay. knew from the start. But yeah, but I guess the second episode just felt so relatable. Fate never feels relatable, and this did, and it was really nice to have that from Fate. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, maybe I'll end up. Try- I don't know. I I wish. I wish. I I maybe going forward, the recipes will be a little more things that I can actually achieve um cuz I want to learn asian cooking honestly I, I it's a, it's a you know a genre that I don't like hey I grew up like I grew up working in the food industry I'm pretty good at like french cooking and it's like that does not translate very well um so I'd love to expand my repertoire but yeah just to pick some more digestible recipes no yeah. pun intended <laughs> yeah um was there anything else specifically that you wanted to talk about? Because I didn't want to talk about the emotional delivery overall of these episodes. I guess I wanted to just touch on, like... It's one of those weird things where I feel like a lot of the personality of these characters is kind... I feel like is kind of lost by, by putting them in this context. Like, I feel like Lancer comes across maybe... Lancer and Emmy come across maybe the best, because they're pretty... Well, and... and uh And... God damn it, what's her name? I want to call her Taiga, but that's not actually No, her name. it is Taiga. She goes by Taiga. It's Fuji is okay. her name, but she okay. goes by Taiga, so. Okay, great. Sorry, I've been doing Toradora recently, so. Oh, I'm that's like, nope, right. I'm getting confused. Yeah, I've been listening. Um, so it's like, those three all seem pretty much like, like they would be, right? But like, I don't know, like you get like a little bit of like writer very briefly, and she's just nothing she's uh, she's politely says hi once writer and not a character also isn't a character so that's part of the problem Mm -hmm. is i felt like the fate stay night characters who are fleshed out in fate stay night or either in the anime or well i'm sorry specifically the unlimited blade works anime by ufo table i haven't seen the original anime and in the visual novel i felt like i felt like those characters um like felt like extrapolations of the characterizations they had in their sh- in their original source material. I guess we didn't get much Rin, and we got mm-hmm. even less Sakura. And, like, Sakura, like, it's also just one of those things where outside of their, like, it's, it's I'll make a reference you're going to love, it's like an animal out of context, right? Like, yeah. uh, when you take, like, Sakura, and, like, her whole thing in Fate Stay Night is, like, basically traumatized broken girl... Um, which I don't love, but it is what that character is. And it's like, oh, and here she is in a setting where everything's fine. There's just not much to her. Yeah. It's a tricky problem, I guess. It's a tricky problem, and I... I don't know. I'm going to fall into the trap of defending fate again, as always. Hmm. Um, they were only 12 minute episodes and yeah. half or more than half the episode is Shiro cooking in every single one. There is very little time for characterization and I feel like views of who these characters actually are outside of Shiro and I guess 
Pega's like basically his foster mom slash his big sister. And she's also the one who, before everything gets fantasy in actual Fate Stay Night, is the main character that you interact with. And so those two, because they're the quote-unquote normal ones, everybody else is like very much a fake character, but those two are mostly more normal people. Um, I think that it's going to take more characterizing moments over time to get more of a sense of who the others are as characters. That's fair. Um, I also feel like Ilya got pretty characterized. She got a little bit in episode one when everybody was under the, um, I think it was called the Tokatsu, the blanket. The Tonkatsu, yeah. Yeah. No, not, no, no, it is Kotatsu. Tonkatsu. Oh, it's Kotatsu. You're right. Yeah, sorry. I got confused. Tonkatsu is like a, was like a pork ramen, basically. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, look. It's good to be thinking about food with this show. Um, yeah. With the the Kotatsu, the blanket, um, there was a little bit of characterization of all three girls as they got stuck under it. And it was a nice excuse for Emmy to, for Shiro to be the only one cooking. Is this your first experience to, uh, or first exposure to a Kotatsu? It is, yeah. I've never seen a Kotatsu so, in anything before. Okay, so here's what it actually is. Are you oh, ready okay. for what, a, how, what like... To realize why they were in love and want one yourself? Yes, please. Um, it is a short table with a blanket sort of as like almost like a curtain around the sides, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of like a stand in the middle of the table, it just has a heater. <gasps> oh, So you like wow. you slide under the blanket and you're like in this little like heater tent oh, with a table on top. That's amazing. I want one of those. Yeah. Fuck a dining table. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I got to use one at a friend's house once, and I was like, "Oh my god, how do you leave?" I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. it's entirely an accurate characterization. And it and and okay, I felt like Saber was a bit more characterized than most people in this. Also, yeah, and especially when like even she gets ensnared by the Kotatsu was like mm-hmm. a very Saber thing to have happen. Because she can only be serious and um, in work mode so much. And it's fun to see things overcome that for her. Because mm-hmm. I really like seeing characterization of Saber. So, Yeah, I, another one of those bad puns. But it's nice to see her let her hair down sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like your bad puns. Um, <sighs> I, I, sometimes it's like they're... Just because the way my brain is wired, I don't even want them. They just feel unavoidable, like gravity. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good one though. Um, yeah, no, but I think you are right that they aren't that characterized in this so far, and so I think it is like, you know, I'm guessing that there's going to be a twelve episode season over the course of this year, maybe mm. with a thirteenth episode at the beginning of next year, if it's a monthly show. And in the thirteenth episode, then <laughs> it's just like like reality comes back, and oh it's just like God. somebody murders. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, that's okay. Like, that is exactly what I want. But you saying that makes me so upset because I love I just, how warm this was. <laughs> just like everything's warm for twelve episodes, and then thirteenth episodes, caster from Fate Zero shows up. Oh it's my just God. like <laughs> uh, Oh, you know, just Bluebeard's here for dinner. No, that's that's when Berserker finally comes in because he's Berserker, so he doesn't have control, so he just turns it into a bloodbath. 
Um, oh, the pro- I, I'm actually troubled now that I know enough to make these references. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is bad. Uh, welcome, welcome to the fate fandom. You're part of the fandom now. A part of the problem. Yes, we are. yes, you are part of the problem. I'm part of the problem even more. <laughs> uh, All right, well, I guess, like, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, um, just real quick. I did mention a couple times I wanted to talk about it before. Um, the emotional delivery of the show as a whole was very warm, and the show managed to make, even though Shiro was in the first two episodes the only one cooking, and really the one doing the majority of the cooking in the third one, it really had the feeling watching it of being present for a home-cooked meal that has love put into it. And it was really cool to... I haven't watched that much Slice of Life anime. Like, really Slice of Life stuff. Mm. And so, as maybe my first exposure to it, especially through characters I'm already familiar with and really like more than I should, like... It was great having that, like, love and caring and welcoming feeling in this home-cooked meal that Shiro has for everybody. Excellent. Nice. Yeah, I think it, I think it was really, I, I, I wanted, I don't, I don't know what I wanted to feel about this show. I mean, like, if I'm watching a thing, I prefer that it's good, um, cause I'm watching it anyway. But I guess I went into it being like, well, this is gonna be like a surreal, surreal kind of mess. And it was just kind of nice, and it was a little confused. There was a little muddled, but it was nice. And that's, yeah. If you haven't seen any Slice of Life, I'm, we, we may have to make you watch, we like, might, yeah. uh, Nietzsche Joe and Lucky Star. Oh, I've uh, seen clips of Nietzsche Joe, and I loved it. It was so cool. I've heard good things about Lucky Star also. So, yeah. I am I am the Lucky Star fan. That's that's me. Here yeah, we are. I do think I know what I want to watch next. Um, oh, do you? I do. I mentioned to you that I wanted to watch this when I saw some tweets about it because I saw a tweet that said that in the newest Lupin anime, um, sorry, I took too many years of French, um, Lupin anime, um, that the, uh, one of the characters in the first episode is Satoshi Nakamoto, and it's a girl living on an oil rig, and I've been, like, casually obsessed with Satoshi Nakamoto, um, known as the inventor of Bitcoin, um, apocryphally, anyways, for years, and every time there's been an interview with, we found Satoshi Nakamoto, I think there's been, like, five or six major interviews that people accepted as being with Satoshi Nakamoto, revealing his or her identity, and every time it has been proven false eventually. And so the idea that anime is like, no, we've got the real Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, I also have a song that I'm going to edit into parts of that episode very unsubtly, because it's called Satoshi Nakamoto, and I love it. Um, and so I want to see Lupin, because I've never watched Lupin, um, growing up, when I was getting into, like, really into hip-hop, um, Lupe Fiasco has a verse on Touch the Sky by Kanye West, where he says, Lupe's still like Lupin the Third. And I was like, what does that mean? Because the other references in his verse are, like, ball-shaped body like Mrs. Butterworth. And I'm like, okay, I get what this is. This is hilarious. I was like, what is Lupin the Third? And it's an anime that's been running on and off for, like, decades. And I've known that it's, like, a mainstay of anime, like, a major anime, 
but I've never seen it. And so I purposefully skipped the Lupin episodes of um, Main Oops All Anime when I listened through all of them. And um, I really want to do our next episode on the first two episodes of the new Lupin adaptation. Okay, well, I'm I'm down for that. I have already seen them, but I'm happy to watch them again. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like Lupin the Third a lot. Um, I don't know that Lupin the Third is always great or even always good. But okay, that's I, interesting. I am, I am a. F- I mean, you know, there's so many years of Lupin content, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. but also even even then, the ratio may be a little. Mm, mm, well, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, that's what we do we'll on podcasts. Um, I guess we should address whether or not we're going to continue watching. Um. I still don't know the name of this anime. It's been weeks. I've known about the show for four months. Today's menu for the Emiya family. Okay, today's menu for the Emiya family. I think I'm finally getting it down. Um, I'm going to keep watching it. As we discussed before we started recording, there's no need to record another episode on this. Also, it would be another uh, two months before we could record an episode on as many co- episodes as we covered today. Mm-hmm. But mainly, like, I think we both agreed that we've seen what this show has to offer, and personally, as a lover of fate content, with this as very digestible fate content, um, I'm going to be watching the rest of this as it comes out. I'm really looking forward to it. How about you? Um, I'll, I'll probably keep tuning in when I have spare time. I don't know, like, I... It was alright, it was better than I expected. Okay. Um, I don't feel too strongly about it, I guess. Um, but... Eh, no reason not to come back every once in a while. It it come it releases infrequently enough, you know. So, yep, yeah, I'm, I I really liked it, and because it was my first real exposure to slice of life, I'm definitely going to be coming back for more of this in this show or wherever else I can find it because it's great. I can't believe I've never watched slice of life stuff. Yeah, it was surprising to hear. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks well, for hosting this time, and I guess I'll be hosting when we're covering the show that you're more familiar with uh, next indeed. time when we cover the new... Oh, what is the full name of the new Lupin adaptation? Uh, I believe it is Lupin the Third Part 5. Okay. All right. So when we cover Lupin the Third Part 5, we'll be coming back, and... Oh, we should do a plug zone, shouldn't we? Yeah, I was going to stop you. Yep. Sure should. Where can people find you and things you do on the internet, Joy? Um, as of right now, uh, the main place I can be found is my uh, main Twitter, which is at JoyConWitch. You know, JoyCon like the Nintendo things. And um, I've got some other projects that I'm starting to work on, but nothing to announce yet. So in a couple episodes, maybe I'll have some more things to plug. But as of right now, just my Twitter. All right. How about you? Well, uh, this is my sixth podcast now. <laughs> um, so I got a few things to plug. All right. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at 6detmar. That's S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. If you want to serve me up your hot takes on food or Fate's Day Night, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. Please give me all of your Fate reactions and comments. I love Fate. Nobody else that I get to watch Fate with me likes Fate as far as I can tell. Even my girlfriend. Like, who has watched Fate Zero with me, who is going to watch the Air Fate shows with me because I'm going to make her. I, tell me your Fate things. Don't bother Six with them. That'd be miserable. That's, it's fine. I'm, I'm very, 
I think I'm a very patient person. <laughs> um, I also have a lot of podcasts, including, first of all, Oops All Anime, which is the the main show that this is a in, in spinoff of? Inspired yeah. by? what A spinoff. We'll in spinoff. spinoff. Yeah, exactly. In spinoff. An in spinoff of. Um, so you can find that on the Patreon of Scanline Media, which is patreon.com slash Scanline Media. For a dollar a month, you can get access to... All that, all that oops, all anime goodness. Uh, me and Jen talking about anime with guests, sometimes including Joy. Yeah. Um, and also other stuff we do there. As far as other podcasts, I will go through them quickly. There is uh, two other weekly shows. There is, there are two other weekly shows. There is Bottle Crow Reborn. That's a Dota Two podcast. So you already know if you care about that or not. It's a good show, though. We talk about cooking a lot. Um, there is The Garnet Wager, which is a show about the South Korean reality game show, The Genius. And if you don't care about that, you should, because that show's really good. Um, and then there are two monthly podcasts. There is Novel Not New, which is on the Abnormal Mapping Network. That's where, uh, I, uh, Jen and M talk about, uh, visual novels. And then there's a Neutral Game, which is a fighting game podcast I run with my friend Meodrag. So, that's, that's where you can find my stuff. All right, thanks, Six, for joining me for yet another Fate show that I've pulled you into. And next time we'll watch something you like. We'll talk about it. Oh, oh, good. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I just wanted to make it dramatic. <laughs> good. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Peace out.